Episode two of the Until Further Notice podcast. I am the flyest, highest, coolest, smoothest host of them all, OG Hatch, man. Hopefully, y'all out there looking good, feeling good, staying safe. You know what I'm saying? Throughout this pandemic, your boy is. I ain't gonna lie, man. <clears throat> I'm gonna go and get this shit out the way, man. Because you niggas really showed y'all ass, man. Y'all really did your boy solid, man. I didn't expect that many people to listen to the first episode, man. The love, the support, the reception was great, man. Like I said, I did not expect that many people to listen to it. The feedback was great. Uh, one thing that I thought was dope is that nobody told me the same part of the podcast that they enjoyed. It was all different, which lets me know that I'm doing the right thing. So I love it. Um, hopefully, you guys stick with me throughout this journey. Uh, shout out to my first-time listeners and my last-time listeners. I fuck with all y'all. <laughs> shout out to y'all. But no, some real shit, man. It was really dope. You know, like I said, the feedback was great, man. Um, really no bad feedback. Um, even though I, I'm on I'm my worst uh, critique, uh, my own worst critic, I mean. Uh, so it was a lot of shit throughout the podcast that I didn't like. Um, but like I said, for the most part, nobody really uh, gave me any negative feedback. You all enjoyed it. Um, you all thought it was pretty uh, pretty funny, which is pretty cool. Um, I hope that's what you get, you guys get from this podcast, man. I'm being me. Hopefully you guys uh, enjoy it. I'm hope to bring dope content for you guys. Um, also, throughout the week, man, after I dropped the podcast, my birthday hat came. Your boy turned 25. Um, it was pretty dope. You know, everybody kept asking me, uh, what did I do for my birthday? What was my plans? And uh, to be honest, man, with this corona shit, you know, you can't really do anything. You know, I got family members that's expecting. So you don't really want to put them in danger. You know, you want to make sure everyone's safe in that situation. Um, so really, you know, no real big plans. Um, but I did surround myself with a lot of positivity and uh, and just good vibes and love, man. And I do that every year, but this year was pretty much the main focus um, because with all the, the negative shit going on, you know, with being stressed out from work, being stressed out from having to sit in the fucking house doing this quarantine and just being stressed out. We all know 2020 been a fucked up ass year. So um, just being stressed out. So this year I just want to surround myself with just good vibes and love. And I got to be honest, this year was, 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 was probably my favorite, was my favorite year, man. My favorite birthday. Um, this week was just very emotional, man. Not even from the gifts, like I said, just from the love from all angles, you know, from people back home in St. Louis, you know, people, you know, my family members in other states and just family in general, all my loved ones, all my close friends, friends that I haven't talked to in a long time. You know, they came up the woodworks on me, you know what I'm saying? It really did something to me, did something to a nigga heart. So uh, I want to say shout out to y'all, man. Y'all really gave me the, uh, the love and energy that I needed, you know, the confidence that I needed, put the barrier in my back to keep going. So shout out to y'all. Um, I did start the podcast off with a clip from Malcolm X. Um, that was a uh, short snippet from a speech he had um, in regards to police brutality. Uh, I wanted to start the podcast off with that um, because it ties into a uh, topic that's been on my mind lately, uh, which is the Breonna Taylor situation. Um, rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. Um, send my prayers and condolences to her family. Um, a very, a very sad situation. Um, if you don't know what happened. Um, back in March, I believe, of 2020, um, Brianna Taylor, um, she was in her home 
when three Louisville officers were executing a no-knock search warrant in plain clothes, um, entered the home, and ultimately ended with her being shot eight times. Um, it's pretty much the end of July now. We still have no charges, um, you know, pressed against those officers. Um, so I want to say just for Breonna Taylor, that was a very sad, tragic, um, you know, murder, um, a senseless murder. Um, and we need justice for that immediately. Uh, we need we need justice for that, you know, by any means necessary. That's a very sad situation. And I just want her to know that we are still down here fighting for you. Um, and we will not stop until we get that justice. Um, that situation is is, is very uh, it's very sad, man. To to think you can be in your own home, you know what I mean, and, and motherfuckers come knock on your door, executing a no knock search warrant. I'm sorry, not knock on your door, they're executing a no knock search warrant. <laughs> Fucked up, right? So they're just entering your shit, and then they can just shoot you eight times. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's fucked up, man. It's scary. You know, it's it's, it's scary times. Um, you know what I mean? And I want to take the time to, 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 um, you know, while, while I'm on that subject, man, I want to take a, a pause from that and just dive into my personal life. Um, you know, on my birthday, I got some, some very unfortunate news. Um, a childhood friend of mine, um, she had passed. We shared the same birthday, um, Jakara. Uh, I want to say rest in peace to Jakara. Uh, I don't really know the details on how she passed. And to be honest with you guys, I don't, I don't really give a fuck. You know what I mean? I don't want to say it in a malicious way. You know what I mean? I'm saying out of respect to her family. I don't, I'm not taking the time to dive into how she passed away. Um, to me, all, the only thing that's important is that, you know, she's she's passed. That's the only thing that matters. You know what I mean? That's the sad part. You know, the, the story behind it really really isn't as intriguing um, to me as it is to others. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a sad story. She had a family. She had a significant other that... If you knew her, you fucking heard, you heard about Wade, <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, it's, it's crazy. It's a sad situation she had. She had kids um, to go out on your birthday. Like I said, I shared, the, we shared the same birthday. We found that out back in high school. And uh, literally every year we, even if I wasn't on social media, I would log in that day just to make sure I told her happy birthday. And we did that every year. Um, she was a beautiful soul, had a beautiful smile. Um, beautiful personality. Um, you can't, I, I've never heard a bad story about her. Um, so I just want to say rest in peace to Jakara. Um, I send my prayers and condolences to your family. Um, and I want, and each and every year from here on out, I don't mind putting my my birthday in, in the back seat to make sure I give praise to you and send love to you and your family on that day because some shit just, some shit is just more important. And that situation you know, it's unfortunate that it happened, but it really made me open my eyes and and say, damn, like at any point in time, it can it can really happen. You know what I mean? So um, I want to say rest in peace to Jakar once again. Send my prayers and condolences to, um, to you and your family, uh, especially those kids, man. They had some beautiful kids. Um, you know, while I'm on that subject, man, while I'm, I'm speaking about those deaths, because those two things, those two deaths are. Um, you know, I don't know about you guys. I only know about me. It really fucked me up mentally on um, the Breonna Taylor situation, especially because, you know what I mean? Just the fact she was just in her house and she was, you know, an unarmed African-American woman being shot eight times. Like, for, first of all, fam, eight times is fucking crazy. That's fucking crazy, fam. Nigga like me, I ain't doing shit eight times and I ain't getting an attitude. I can be thirsty as a motherfucker. 
I ain't getting up eight times to get no motherfucking water. After the seven time, yeah, it's time to go to sleep, my nigga. Night, night, fuck that. <laughs> night, night, my nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know what I mean? But to, to shoot somebody eight times is fucking crazy, yo. Like, and it's just no justice, you know what I mean? And then to have a childhood friend pass on a, on a birthday that you share with her, it's an, even though it was her birthday, that shit fucks with your mental. And I, and I got on, you know, social media and I seen all the people that, you know, knew her and, you know, how everyone was going through it. Um, I just want to take this time, man, to say, um, go seek therapy, man. Now I don't know. And I don't know, you know what I'm saying? You need help. You weak-minded shit. Nah, it's not even about that. Because I used to think it was like that, too. I used to be like, nigga, I ain't finna go sit on no motherfucking couch and look at no blank-ass piece of paper and tell you I see stars and clouds, nigga. The fuck I look like? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's not like that. It's not like that at all, man. Um, really, I'm just I'm just advising you guys to do it, to go there where you can just pop your shit 30, 45 minutes straight without being interrupted. Um, I don't think a lot of us get that opportunity in our day-to-day life uh, to where we can converse with someone and uh, just talk without being interrupted and get all, all our thoughts out. Um, I know me personally, when I'm talking to somebody, if I get interrupted, you know what I'm saying, once or twice, I can forget the main part, my main point, you know what I mean? Um, and a lot of times that can that can fuck up the conversation. That can fuck up the point of the conversation. Um, and you know, I just think that a lot of people should do that. You know, we all lost, um, you know, loved ones that were dead to us. Um, especially just in 2020, man. 2020 has been a very motherfucking me stressful year. You know, what I'm saying, me personally, I've lost, um, you know, two grandparents. Um, I lost, you know, a, a fucking mentor, a role model. Um, you know what I mean? It's I, I've lost a lot. I've lost a lot of loved ones. I lost a lot of people that meant a lot to me this year. Um, I've had great times this year, but couldn't really celebrate due to the, you know what I mean? The Corona, you know, I graduated and shit like that, but it didn't really feel like it cause I couldn't do shit. So all that shit just amounts to stress, man. And you know, nigga be needing somebody to talk to. So when you talk to your, you know, your therapist and get that shit off your chest, man, you come out them sessions feeling like a whole new person, man, thinking clear, you know what I'm saying? You're on your P's and Q's, you know, your shit, you know, your tip top. So um, just, you know, for me to you, you know what I'm saying? Because I want everybody to do good, feel good, and be them best, the best version of themselves. Um, and seek therapy, man, if you need somebody to talk to, um, go on down to your HR department. You know, um, some some jobs have it to where they have free courses, I think, between three and six. Um so we can go see a therapist within that network and, uh, you know what I'm saying, and go in there and pop your shit, man. Quit saying your ass all right until your ass ain't all right. It's going to be until it's too late. You know, tonight your ass sitting somewhere, you know what I'm saying, chewing on batteries and shit. You don't get DMX flow. You know what I'm saying? Don't say a nigga ain't trying to help you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't say a nigga ain't trying to help you. You know what I'm saying? But um, no, seriously, man, go ahead. Just go send, just go talk to somebody, man. Even throughout the pandemic, I know the corona, you want to stay safe. Uh, me personally, I've been uh, having meetings with my therapist, do Zoom calls. So you ain't even got to leave your motherfucking house, man. You can sit in your motherfucking your boxes and your drawers and all that shit on your motherfucking Zoom call and talk to your therapist and get that shit off your chest, man. That's all you need to do is get that shit off your chest. Stop holding on to shit, you know what I'm saying, and, and holding all that negative energy inside. And then you just, you know, you explode on the wrong thing one day. And sometimes that can be uh, detrimental. So definitely uh, go check that out. I don't want to stay too. Uh... Yo, man, I ain't going to lie. Man, this episode too, man. He segues still ain't shit. But 
<laughs> but uh, I don't want to stay too serious, man. But I do want to say a shout out to the white people, man. Shout out to the white friends, man. The white, the white Avengers, dog. Like you know what I'm saying. Everybody, you know what I'm saying. I'm black, you know what I'm saying. Obviously, <laughs> but everybody, you know, we all got them white homies, man. The, the white friends that that's just down. Like they they know Black Lives Matter, but they down. Like they probably grew up in the hood with you, or they just been around black people all their life, or even if they haven't, they just know. Like they just know. Like nah, like this shit ain't right, or they just cool, man. Shout out to y'all, man. Like out of the hundred percent, I was just talking to my my cousin about this on Facebook, man. Out of like all the white people, man, I ain't gonna say all of them racist, cause clearly it's not. You know, clearly they not all racist. Well, you know, shit, you know, shit, I mean, 70, 75%. Yeah, a good, good 75% of motherfuckers, I say, about racist. The 25%, I love y'all, man. Y'all is shit. Y'all, I fuck with y'all all the way. All the way. Because y'all are clearly out there. Y'all clearly support us, and we clearly see y'all. But, man, them, that 75% of them racist ass white... They be rapping they hood hard as a motherfucker. Bruh, I'm talking about <laughs> they be rapping they hood hard as a motherfucker. But y'all see the shit, uh, the clip, uh, the, the the couple, the white couple in Walmart with the swastika mask and shit? Like, fam, they some bold. They bold, fam. Racist white people are bold. That shit don't make no sense. Like, you don't even give a fuck no more. You think you can walk down aisle, motherfucker me seven, get your eggs and yogurt with this motherfucker me swastika mask on and think motherfuckers ain't finna get on your ass, uh, Billy and motherfucker me Jane. Billy and Jane finna get their motherfucking head knocked off with these motherfucking swastika mask. <laughs> but it's just like, bro, why the fuck? Why the fuck do the do the racist white people rep they hood so motherfucking hard? I don't even think Bloods, Crips, GDs, Vice, Latin King. I don't think nobody rep they shit harder than racist white people, bro. I'm just gonna go out go out and say it. Ain't nobody riding for they shit like racist white people. <laughs> like them motherfuckers mean what they say and say what they mean, fam. Like this shit is ridiculous, dog. Like I ain't, I don't know, I don't know, man. Like some shit got changed, man. Like everybody been giving me <laughs> from the first episode. Everybody been you saying talking to me about the the, uh, the racist old white lady, I'm talking about she was out of pocket, she need her ass beat and all that shit. I agree. Trust me, I agree. She need the shit smacked out of her. But. But. <laughs> the simple fact. I told you. I'm 6'3", y'all. I'm 6'3", 250. I ain't no little ass nigga. The simple fact. She had the, 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 the cojones to say that shit to me in my face. And then when I turned around, said it again. Fam, that shit took me. I'm gonna tell you what that took me back to, bro. Real, real fast, real fast. That shit took me back to seventh grade, I believe. I was in seventh grade when I got suspended um, from this white girl. This white girl smacked the. Sh this white girl told me. This white girl told me 
That's why your skin the color of an Oreo. First of fuck of all, I just realized something. What the fuck is up with these racist ass white? I'm not that fucking black, fam. Like, what, what the fuck is going on? I, I'm battling motherfuckers every day, Tom, but I ain't light skin. But damn, an Oreo? Damn, bitch. I mean, ain't shit. <laughs> but anywho, back to the story. She says, well, your skin the color of an Oreo. And smack the shit out of me, cuz. She smacked the shit out of me. I look over at this teacher. Teacher looking at me like, mm, what you gonna do? What? I'm sitting there, what the fuck is going on? Motherfucking white girl tried to slap me again. I say all this to say, racist white people rep they shit harder than anybody. It's on sight with niggas. They don't give a fuck no more. They never have. <laughs> they never fucking have, bro. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. We all know who the common enemy is, man. Shout out to the white friends and the white allies. We love you. We support you. We need you to continue to speak out. We need you to start wrapping your hood a little bit harder. Because it really don't matter when we wrap our hood, obviously. But those are the ones that look like you. But I ain't rapping what you rapping. Yeah, take please take notes. Cause them niggas is rapping they shit hard. I don't talk. It's on sight. Like I don't it's sad, man. It's really sad, man. Them niggas is crazy. It's a Z. But anywho, man, enough of that shit, man. <laughs> enough of that shit, man. What else I got on the docket for y'all, man? Oh. Yeah, these segues ain't shit, but I want to get into Michael Jackson and R. Kelly, nasty-ass niggas, man. First of all, the reason why I want to talk about these two nasty-ass niggas, I was on the, I was on social media, man. People was talking about the versus battle and all that shit, talking about hits for hits and all that good shit, which is cool, you know, from the Snoop Dogg and DMX shit. I ain't really trying to see nothing else. I seen motherfucker talking about Keisha Cole and uh, who the fuck with Keisha Cole and... I don't even know. First of all, I don't want to see Keisha Cole and no fucking body. Keisha, sit the fuck down, Keisha. What the fuck? Don't nobody want to see no fucking Keisha Cole and no fucking versus battle, bro. Go sit her anger management ass down somewhere. And her boyfriend, like, 17. You know, lock her ass up somewhere, man. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Keisha got, like, two heads, bro. Keisha gonna get her ass smoked, whoever she go against. Keisha got two smokers, and that's it facts but we was talking about the r kelly and michael jackson shit and niggas were saying like first of all i like michael jackson got hits bro don't get me wrong i don't think niggas you, you i think he could dance you know nigga can walk backwards and shit but he ain't even he ain't fucking with prince in my eyes i think prince the greatest musician of all time but i think niggas is really sleep on how many hits r kelly really got fam like, not even hits that R. Kelly, you know, sung himself. Like, R. Kelly got hits that he wrote. That nigga wrote hits for Michael Jackson. Like, Michael Jackson wasn't, wasn't writing that shit. But that's not that's not the topic of, of, of the conversation, I guess. But R. Kelly will smoke. Man, R. Kelly will smoke Michael Jackson in a fucking versus battle. That would be the nastiest fucking versus battle. They might have to lock that versus battle up. They might have to show that versus battle behind bars itself. I ain't going <laughs> to that's a freaky ass versus battle, but it's gonna be a good one. That'll be a good ass versus battle. 
it'll be good. Cause it'll probably be like the Snoop and DMX shit to where you ain't even saying who really won no more. You're gonna be vibing because both of they, they some nasty ass niggas. One of them was playing with boys and one of them was, you know what I'm saying, messing with little girls. So they some two nasty ass niggas, but you can't deny they musical talent. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Still fuck them, but hey, just fuck a lot of niggas, but them niggas ain't making music like Michael Jackson and R. Kelly, so niggas got good hits. I think it'll be at a point in time, I think after the first three, four songs, niggas wouldn't even be talking about who won, but you already know, R. Kelly will smoke fucking Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson ain't got the, and I think, the fucked up part, I think Michael Jackson got a lot of fucking hits, but I think with today's, you know, with the, um, with today's um, audience, man, I think R. Kelly music is like, is still, it's, it's more newer, obviously, but I think it just hit a little bit more hard than, than Michael Jackson shit. If you ain't talking about like, at least probably like five to 10, like straight Michael Jackson smokers. I don't know, man. Me personally, I can't, after like five or 10, after like 10 Michael Jackson songs, I don't really know them shits like that. That's when I started getting into when that nigga was like a little kid. But Michael uh, R. Kelly, that nigga got hits, bro. Yeah, his little freaky ass got hits. He got hits on top of hits. I even like Jiggalo fuck with Nick Cannon. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that nigga, that nigga R. Kelly made me sing Jiggalo. Come on, man. That nigga different, man. That nigga is different. I ain't going to fucking fake it, man. Them two now, like I said, they have to lock that versus better up. Them two nasty ass niggas. But if y'all think any different, if y'all think Michael Jackson to get at R. Kelly, man, hit me up on on Twitter, man, and let me know. Let me know the hit for hit list. I make a hit list for R. Kelly, and when y'all make a hit list for Michael Jackson, and I play that shit. I go live on 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 social media, and I play them shits. It don't matter. But I think R. Kelly get that nigga to clean the fuck out of here. I ain't gonna fake it, man. That freaky ass Nick Kale say, I'm gonna put on my dancing shoes. <laughs> That's my shit. I ain't gonna lie. That nigga got hits, man. That little freaky ass nigga got some hits. I ain't gonna fake it, man. Um, but enough of those freaky ass niggas, man. Leave them niggas where they at. They don't need to be brought up anymore. Um, I do want to transition to sports real fast. Um, run through the quick hitters. The NFL still on that bullshit. They don't really have a proper, uh, COVID-19 plan, so you got plenty of NFL players opting out, which is fucking crazy. I don't really think enough people is talking about that because NFL players do not have guaranteed contracts, uh, fully fully guaranteed contracts, I should say. Um, A lot of these dudes, a lot of people opting out, man, and um, I think it's smart. You know what I'm saying? I think the NFL not really playing it it smart by not having a good uh, procedure in place like the NBA does. Uh, the NBA got the bubble going on. I think they said it was about 344 players, um, people tested in the bubble, and nobody tested positive since they've been there, and they've been there for close to a month now. So that's pretty fucking, that's pretty fucking great uh, for them to continue the NBA season. But as far as the NFL season, I don't even think they should start that, man, because you got cats opting out, bro. And when you, when you got cats willing to risk their money for the health of their family. That's when the NFL really need to, to take a step back and think about the PR crisis they may hit if certain cats step out like Patty Mahomes and, you know what I'm saying, the big hitters. If Russell Wilson step out, they may be in trouble because he just had a baby and he already let it be known he ain't really trying to play if the NFL ain't got proper procedures in place. Uh, so I definitely think that's something to look look into. 
Um, as far as the NBA, like I said, with the bubble, the bubble has been great. Um, shit has been looking intense, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. Lakers looking pretty fucking good, man. LeBron on your ass, Kawhi. I ain't gonna fake it. He on your ass. Like, I ain't gonna lie, man. I wasn't an advocate for the season starting back up, but I can say I am surprised at the quality of basketball I have been seeing in these scrimmages. Um, like I said, even with the Lakers, they look tip top, but they ain't missed the fucking beat. LeBron looked like he on motherfuckers' heads. Um, even the other little games, I've been seeing the highlights and stuff like that. It hasn't been sloppy as, as sloppy as I thought it would be. Um, I thought it would be like you know preseason, um, you know preseason games. But to be honest, it's been a little bit more crisper than uh, the preseason games. So I'm I'm actually getting a little bit more excited day by day um, for this for this restart to take place. Um, the Knicks. See, bro, this is why you know what? Fuck the positivity about the NBA, bro. Fuck that. This is why I was pissed off in the first episode about the NBA just restarting and taking the uh, main thing off the main thing, which is bringing the uh, putting the NBA, holding them accountable of the the unjust that they they have going on within their own system, um, as well as the social unjust going on in the community. Um, there's not enough black coaches and black. Um, you know, GMs and presidents in the NBA. It shouldn't fucking be like that when pretty much the majority of the NBA is fuck players are black. Like, come on, man. You still got all you still got these white coaches and white presidents fucking telling the black players what to do. Like, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can't be black, but damn, everybody ain't supposed to be white either, my nigga. Now, nah, now nah, when y'all ain't even the motherfuckers that's playing. The only reason why I bring it up is because the Knicks, the fucking New York Knicks. They hired Tom Thibodeau um, to a fucking five-year contract. What the fuck is Thibodeau done? Like, fam, I don't understand how. It's certain dudes in the NBA, man, certain coaches that we just say is fucking great for some reason. Thibodeau ain't did shit. Thibodeau ain't never did shit, fam. The simple fact that this white man keep getting all these motherfucking chances. The nigga just got fired from Minnesota, what, like 15 months ago? He's still getting paid for Minnesota. If I'm not fucking mistaken, the nigga's still getting paid millions from the Chicago contract. So it's like, damn, they keep giving these white men, these white ass, these white average ass coaches all these opportunities to make millions of dollars to feed their family, but they won't give Mark Jackson a fucking job. Like, why the fuck Mark Jackson still don't have a job, fam? Like, you don't have the Golden State Warriors without fucking Mark Jackson. He built that foundation. He the one who installed and still Draymond Green to that system. He the nigga that said go get Eagle Dollar. He the nigga that said go get Bogan. He the nigga that instilled confidence in, in motherfucking me, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, dudes that changed the fucking game. But because he because he a little outspoken about how he believe in God and all that shit, he can't even get a job. And he fucking, he knew, if he more New York than anybody else, probably in NBA history. Nigga went to high school in New York, went to college in New York. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think they say he the only nigga in New York history that's good in Queens and uh and uh, uh Bronx. So I, I just don't understand, man, how the the problems that you know cats like Avery Bradley and Kyrie Irving brought up. You know what I'm saying? For the restart, you know what I'm saying? When everybody was getting on their ass, them questions are still going unanswered, fam. Like it just don't make no sense to like. Everybody know what type of coach Thibodeau is, fam. He going to run them niggas into the ground like he do everybody. It just don't make no sense how he keep getting 
he keep getting fucking opportunities, but Mark Jackson don't. And I'm not even a knock because, I mean, we all see his white privilege, obviously. And I'm not even a – white privilege look dope as fuck. That shit look interesting. I'm not, I don't even want white people to give up their white privilege. Just give us some of that shit, too. What The same shit Max Kellerman said. Nah, keep the white privilege, nigga. Just give us some of that shit, too. Make everybody get some of that white privilege so it just be privileged. We all just be privileged motherfuckers. But apparently that's not the case. And you would think throughout the throughout the NBA bubble, you would think the NBA at least try to make sure they didn't drop the ball on that. I just think that's fucked up, man, that, that Thibodeau got the job in New York when people been 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 advocating for fucking fucking um, Mark Jackson to get that job for at least three to four years now. So it's just weird, man. I don't think Cat's eyes is open, man. They need to open their eyes. Um, the NBA, they're going to put that good product on the floor, man. But keep the main thing the main thing. I, each day that go by, I'm starting to think that Avery Bradley and Kyrie Irving was actually on some shit. I don't agree with, you know what I'm saying, Kyrie Irving being the speaker for that shit, but I think they was on some shit. He actually putting his money where his mouth is. I think due to the WNBA, they not getting paid what they should be getting paid. I think he put up $1.5 million of his own money, um, donated to that to get the w, WNBA players, um, you know, money on their salaries for the people that's not playing. So, hey, man, dudes is putting their money where their mouth is, man. That's, that's really all I can really say about that, man. Um I don't want to stick with, you know, stick with uh, sports too much because I can just hear vagina drying up because women do not be giving a fuck about sports like that. So I'll get off that. Um, and I do want to transition from um, the the sports to take a nigga to court that I think has just been wilding lately. And I think that person is Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez, please approach the bench, please. Your ass is going to jail. This Canadian bacon ass nigga, man. <laughs> this Canadian bacon ass nigga has crossed the line, yo. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know. I don't know the truth yet. You know what I'm saying? But from the story that we got, this nigga. Oh yeah, this nigga crossed the motherfucking line. So allegedly, man, this nigga Tory Lanes, man. <sighs> Allegedly, man, this nigga pulled a real life Eddie Murphy fan. <laughs> Allegedly, this nigga pulled a real life motherfucking me, Eddie Murphy. And I don't want to make a joke on it because it's it, it's domestic violence, man. It, 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 it's it, that's the only way I can I can cut it, man. I, I've been trying to sit back and think on it these last couple days. Like, is there a reason why you would shoot a woman in the foot in the car? And I tell you, man, it don't matter how many blunts I like, it don't matter how many motherfucking me uh, shots I take, I can't come to a reasonable explanation <laughs> for him to shoot Megan Thee Stallion in the foot. And apparently, apparently he shot her in both feet. So use a bold motherfucker to shoot motherfucking both their feet. That mean you really try to make a motherfucker tap dance. You know what I'm saying? It's fucked up. I don't know, man. Alexa, allegedly he did it. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure, you know, more news will come out about this story. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure in the, in the next couple of weeks because he going to have to say something. I don't really see how this nigga just put out another song. Ain't nobody trying to hear you remake another motherfucking Me 112 song, my nigga. Ain't nobody trying to hear that shit. 
you need we need to know what the fuck happened that motherfucker be caught. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, in my lifetime, and I ain't never really seen this, fam. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I've seen entertainment couples being with each other and having domestic violence in situations. Of course, we know about the Chris Brown and Rihanna situation, but I think we all can agree that, you know, Tory Lanez ain't no motherfucking Chris Brown. I think Chris Brown really only survived because we all just can't deny his talent. That nigga just talented. Like, you can't, some people you just can't deny. But I think we all know Chris Brown's supposed to be way bigger than what the fuck he is, in my opinion. They were saying Chris Brown's supposed to be the next Michael Jackson fan. After that Rihanna shit, it's been pretty much bad for that nigga. He's doing coke and shit now, but his talent is just on another level. You can't deny it. The nigga just make good music. But like I said about Tory Lanez, eh, eh, you know what I mean? Like, eh, you know what I'm saying? We're not going to really miss Tory Lanez. And even if he was dope, man, I just don't see how you can come back from shooting a woman. Like, you shot a woman, fam. Like, if he would have went out, you know what I'm saying, shooting a dude, they tried to snatch his chain, he shot a nigga or something, he had to do five years and got out, nigga be the hottest nigga on the charts. But you shot a woman, fam. Like, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's really sad. I know I've seen a lot of people on, you know, social media cracking jokes about it and, you know, things of that nature. And I've seen that that impacted, you know, Megan Thee Stallion in a negative way. You know, she felt people were joking on her situation, which I can see how she did that. Um, it is a situation where it's hard not to bring up the Eddie Murphy shit just because that's the first thing that pops into my mind. Um, but it is a domestic violence situation. Um, and I don't tolerate domestic violence. Um, at this point, Tory Lanez is officially a bitch-ass nigga. Um, at the end of the day, you shot her, fam. Ain't really shit you can tell me that she did that you had to shoot her. Um, so at this point, Tory Lanez is officially a bitch ass nigga. But I am eager to see what the fuck he got to say in regards to this situation. Because <clears throat> uh, this shit is interesting. I ain't going to lie. I got to see how this nigga come back from this. I ain't going to lie. That next album got to be fucking. <laughs> He's going to have to put out a fucking smoker, dog. I ain't going to fa- that album going to have to be nuts. I'm talking about, he going to have to get Megan, he going to have to get Megan Thee Stallion on the motherfucking song, singing the hook or something for motherfuckers to try to forget that because that shit is nuts, bro. That shit is nuts. Uh, I wanted to get off that, man, because that's a, actually, that's a deep, a deep, deep, serious topic Um, that information about that is not all out. So I, I definitely want to leave that. And we're going to come back to that in later episodes because once that shit come out, he actually speak on it. You know what? Before I do that, before I forget, <laughs> it was a petition signed up on this nigga, man. So apparently they put a petition out trying to get Tory Lanez banned from America. <laughs> they trying to ban this nigga from America for shooting Megan and Stallion. Um, apparently um, at the time of, let me see, they say at the time of this print up right here there's more than 16,000 people 16,450 people have signed a petition and the goal is for 25,000 signatures um basically what they're saying he ain't really done shit to contribute to America anyway and then he shot Megan and Stallion so we need to ban him ASAP <laughs> I don't know man. I don't know Tori I don't know fam it may be over for you my boy I ain't gonna lie to you you had a few songs that was, you know what I'm saying? You was just popping last week, man. That's what's up. And this life shit, life come at you fast, bro. 
I could have sworn Tory just put out an album like at least within the last three months, and that shit was a smoker, and all all the hoes loved him. But now you just shot Megan and Stallion, and it's like now all the hoes hate you. Like I don't, <laughs> it's a fucked up world, man. It's a cold game, man. It truly is a cold game. Uh, enough of the Tory Lane shit, man. That nigga gonna get his. He gonna get his day, man. I, I, I gotta wait to see what he gotta say about that. But at this point, you officially a bitch ass nigga. Like, we can't tolerate you, man. You you might want to just go ahead and go back home, my man. I ain't gonna fake it. Um, I do want to transition to another uh, segment on this podcast. It's gonna be called the A Man Say Man, where I'm not gonna give too much detail on what what next thing I'm gonna say. Um, but I just want to make sure I get it out before I forget over these next couple of days. Um, so the first A Man Say Man on the Until Further Notice podcast is. That nigga D Wade gay. Now we're gonna move on, man. I ain't gonna <laughs> I ain't gonna harp on why I think D Wade gay, but just know, hey man, say man, that nigga D Wade gay. <laughs> that nigga gay. I'm all for supporting your son and all that shit, man. But you know, you start letting your son wear the lace fronts and the wigs. I still ain't got no problem. It's hey, it's 2020, my nigga. When I start seeing you wearing the motherfucking me kilts and dresses and all that shit down your hair, cotton candy colors and all that shit. Hey, man. Say, man. That nigga gay. <laughs> uh, but next, moving forward, we got the positive segment of the day, man. Uh, the positive segment of the day, I wanted to refer to this. Um, I thought it was pretty dope, man. Um, it's a Virginia high school that was named for Confederate General Robert E. Lee. Uh, once again, that was in Virginia. It was a high school named after Robert E. Lee, a Confederate general. Um, it would be renamed uh, to honor the late um, U.S. Representative John Lewis, um, who was an activist in an African-American uh, community. Uh, it would be named after him and it would be effective this fall. I just thought that was pretty fucking dope. Um, like I mentioned at the top of the uh, podcast, there's a lot of shit going on out here that can t- uh, you know, affect our mental in a negative light. I just thought that was pretty dope to know that somebody um, who impacted the African-American culture and community for so long. Uh, I said, if you don't know your, your history on John Lewis, I really encourage you to look it up. Um, I don't have a, enough time here to to give you the history on that man. He deserves at least five podcast episodes um, dedicated to him just off the shrimp. Um, but I did think it was very important to highlight that he uh, will be getting a school named after him that was once named after a confederate general uh just to know man just to you know let you guys know the fight you know we don't go we don't go unnoticed you know what i mean everybody everybody uh fights and it may it may not be get they may not get their awards you know up front basically you know sometimes it sucks that people get their flowers when they're dead um but at the end of the day you get your flowers in my opinion you know what i mean it sucks um with this podcast, I want to get people their flowers while they're still alive. Um, but I'm always down for people getting their flowers, you know, no matter the time frame. So I want to make sure I spread that positive news to let you guys know that his fight um, did not go unnoticed and that he's still – we're still reaping the benefits of it now. There will be kids growing up now in the future that will, can say they went to the John Lewis High School. You know what I mean? So it's pretty fucking dope in my opinion. Um, also, I want to add a part two to the positive segment of the day um, to tell you guys about – a video that I posted of me that happened to me uh, on my birthday weekend. Uh, it was by my mom. Um, she bought me these glasses that helped me see color. 
Um, if you know me um, very well, uh, it's probably come up in conversation that I am colorblind. I gave up on seeing color a long time ago. Um, it just never was really uh, that big of a deal to me anymore. Um, I just accepted for what it was. Uh, I never let it stop me, of course. But um, my mom, man, she 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 got me these glasses. A total surprise. I didn't expect it. She got me these glasses, man. I put these fucking glasses on. As soon as I opened my eyes in them, man, I started to see color. It was like looking into a. It was like looking at a whole new world, man. I seen some shit that I never seen before, and it really did something to me, man. I broke down crying, and I put that video up on. Uh, <clears throat> social media it kind of went viral you know it made a lot of people cry so definitely check that out on my twitter page at until fn that's u-n-t-i-l-f-n or you can go on my facebook uh, at og hatch it's definitely on there um it's, it's beautiful man i gonna i watch it you know i watched it twice ever since that day uh, just to get that feeling back because it is a beautiful feeling just to to see you can you can just you can see it man you can see the the joy in my eyes the 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 realization of damn this is what you motherfuckers been seeing all this time i've been seeing all this black and white bullshit and motherfuckers always asking why i got an attitude you have an attitude too if you've seen this this dull ass shit every day <laughs> but um but i did want to make sure i threw that into the positive segment of the day shout out to my mom that was a very uh that was a very heartwarming and thoughtful gift um, i love you very much i got the glasses on right now uh, i've been wearing them ever since um Everybody's been telling me that they love the class and they, they wanted me to shout you out for that. So I want to say shout out to my mom. I love you. Uh, shout out to my other family members, my little brother, my aunt, my uncle, everyone, man. All the gifts I've been getting for my birthday and all the love I've been getting in regards to this podcast have been great. Uh, so I want to thank you in regards to that. Uh, moving on uh, down the docket, man. I got movies to check out for you guys. Uh, two movies this week. I got Contagion. Um, that's on HBO. I would say definitely check that out, um, you know, with all this pandemic shit going on with this virus and all that. Definitely check out, uh, check out Contagion. It's pretty fucking dope. It's interesting. Um, that's on HBO, I believe. And also Kiss the Girls. Kiss the Girls. For some reason, a lot of you motherfuckers ain't never seen Kiss the Girls. And I can't keep talking movies with motherfuckers that ain't seen Kiss the Girls. So you got to go see Kiss the Girls, man. It's a Morgan Freeman uh, movie. So, you know, it's some good acting and shit. Go watch Kiss the Girls, and once you watch that, come holler at me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna send you go see another Alice Cross movie, not the Tyler Perry shit. Fuck Tyler Perry because he shouldn't have been Alice Cross. He need his ass whooped for that. I ain't gonna fucking lie. But go watch Contagion and uh, go watch Kiss the Girls. Um, before I end the podcast here, man, um, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, at the top of the podcast here, I started off with the Malcolm X clip in regards to police brutality. Um, that is something that is. That was going on then and it's still going on now. Um, so I definitely want to make sure um may not be every episode, but it will be a common theme on this podcast where I will be shouting out victims um, of police brutality just to make sure that they are not forgotten and that their name still rings on. So I do want to say rest in peace to George Floyd, who was 46 years old. Rest in peace to Breonna Taylor, who was 26 years old. Rest in peace to Atatiana Jefferson, who was 28 years old. Rest in peace to Stephon Clark, who was 22 years old. Rest in peace to Botheme Jean, who was 26 years old. Rest in peace to Philando Castile, who was 32 years old. Rest in peace to Austin Sterling, who was 37 years old. And rest in peace to Michelle Cuso, who was 50 years old. And I hope I pronounced that last name right. If I didn't, my apologies. I don't mean to be ignorant. Um, 
Yeah, man. Like I, said, I just want to make sure that those, they do not go, you know, for, um, forgotten. Um, I really tripped off of the uh, earlier today that it's crazy when people pass, man. It's like life really just really does just keep on going. You know, people turn into a goddamn picture on a T-shirt or a goddamn shout out on social media. Um, turn to a fucking memory. You know what I mean? It's that's the sad part about it. You know, so I wanted to make sure I did my part on my platform and uh, make sure that I let those names live on. Um, I just wanted to make sure that I do my part. Um, but we're coming down to the end of the podcast, you all. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, I do want to say always remember, keep the main thing the main thing. Don't let them sidetrack you with the bullshit. It's all love these ways. Stay sharp. Stay safe. Stay sane. I'll holler at y'all next episode. I'm out.